Welcome to Flagrant Pod Season 1, The Flagrant Files, a true-ish, crime-ish podcast covering the most scintillating NBA conspiracies. I'm your host, Sierra, and today's episode is so full of twists and turns that even I got dizzy. I'm joined today by our old pal, Alex, and making her official, official Flagrant Pod debut, she's the business biz niche that keeps the group grounded, it's B-B-B-Brazilia! Welcome, you guys. How you doing? Good. So great. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited that I actually read the information doc about this one. And I'll say, Alex, you sound excited. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's coming I'm across how I wanted it to. This one. Oh, oh you're right. being sarcastic. I should have known. There's no way to know. Yeah, actually, there is a way to know, and it's that I've never once been genuine in my whole life. That's true. Welcome, nice. Brasilia. You were on our emergency Draymond episode, but this is your first, like, official Flagrant Files episode. It's a fish, bish. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I'm just filling in for Ashton, you know. Oh, yeah. Ashton's busy here. packing to yeah. move across the country. With me. Yeah, yeah. with Brasilia. For those <laughs> yeah. who don't know, Brasilia is one of the Flagrant founding mothers uh, located on the East Coast, currently flying solo over the air, but soon to be joined by Ashton. Yes. She's leaving me for Brasilia. Brasilia yeah, and I are going to have like a West Side Story like snap off thing over who gets <laughs> the rights to Ashton. It's going to happen. I'm coming for yeah. you. Right. It's brewing. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you get it all on film. That sounds of like course. Patreon <laughs> content to me. Yeah. All right, you guys. So this is the first in a special two-parter episode about NBA draft fixing conspiracies. Uh, when we set out to make this podcast, we obviously knew we'd be talking about draft fixing conspiracies, but it turns out the NBA is one shady lady when it comes to draft night. So we had to split up all of our information into two parts. Today, we'll be talking about all of the draft fixing conspiracies that don't cover the 1985 frozen envelope conspiracy. That one will be coming in episode two. Ooh, a whole episode dedicated to that? Yeah. Do you think we can That's pull intense. it off? I think, I think we uh, have proven in this podcast that if there's one thing we can do, it's talk about one thing or not that thing at all for over yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay. I've listened. I've listened a few times, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> what are we even talking about here? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? Yeah, That's why Brasilia is here. She's here to make sure we stay on track. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> pressure's on. Yeah. Well, you're like, you're always the one in the group chat that like, we're all panicking at midnight Pacific time and you wake up in the morning and you're like, hey guys, <laughs> everyone chill out. <laughs> Fucking chill. simmer down for a second, everyone. <laughs> Uh, at least I get to wake up with 400 messages for my gal. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, I would maybe rather live in the panic than have to I answer actually, 400 texts. Every time we're like on a we're on a roll in the group chat and it's like 11 p.m., I think about you and I'm like, Brasilia probably hates us when she wakes up. <laughs> well, you know, as long as you're thinking about me, I don't hate you. Oh my god! Oh, okay. sweet. What a nice little genuine moment to kick off the podcast. All right. Yes. Are you guys ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Draft night is one of the most iconic events in the NBA. Every year, terrible teams and their fans clutch to the hope that an overgrown teenager will usher in a new era of success for their city. The worse your team is, the better chance you have at nabbing one of these future superstars. Or at least, that's what they want you to think. What would happen if the NBA decided to influence a draft? Sounds impossible, right? What if we told you? 
It's already happened. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) All right, guys. So we got a couple different uh, draft night conspiracies to talk about today. Um, The first one we're going to talk about is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are you familiar with the I am now team? that I've read the doc, but I got to be honest, I don't think I really knew anything about draft fixing before we put this episode together. So I second that. I I mean, I know how the draft lottery works and all that. I just never looked into draft fixing. Yeah. I know how it works in the sense that uh, I know it works, but I odds and math and all that not really my deal i am a big Mm -hmm. fan of draft night though um my like text tone on my cell phone is the nba draft chime and so what i like to do on draft night is i sit alone in a dark room and i watch the draft on my laptop never a television has to be you know eight and a half by 11 or smaller (laughs) and every time that a draft is or uh, that someone is drafted um i get to pretend that i have a text oh that's sweet. That. Does no one text you on draft night? <laughs> or ever? Or, yeah, it's, it's pretty lonely. <laughs> Are you a lonely girl during draft night? Wow. I don't know why, actually, because I do watch the full... I, like, I'm someone who will sit and watch like all the rounds of the draft. And every year I have, for the past like three or four years, I have just coincidentally been alone on draft night. I mean, this past year, obviously, it was COVID, so I was watching it alone. But the year before that, I was like living with one of my friends, and she was gone. And so I was just like sitting in the living room watching the draft on my laptop. Are you guys draft yeah, people? Yeah, I've watched like a couple of years. But like to be honest, the Blazers are always pretty middle of the road. And so we're never like set up to have this amazing pick. And I wasn't watching back when we got number one picks. So, like, to me, it's, like, whatever. I also famously or infamously do not care about, like, trade season, like, free agency. I I hate it all. Just tell me who's on the team. Tell me who's wearing a Blazers uniform at the end of it. So, I might be weird in that sense. Yeah, it is hard to keep up with trades because, I mean, you know, everyone's just handing everybody off. Right. Too fast. But, yeah, I'm definitely notorious for only watching the draft up until like the 14th pick maybe even before that you know so Mm -hmm. never watch the second round it is what it is right and it's kind of hard like if you don't really pay attention to college it is which like ncaa is like i don't really care then it's like i don't even know who to watch for so (laughs) yeah again exactly who's in the like you're like zion williamson (laughs) that doesn't sound like a real name i've never heard of that guy yeah pretty much all right so the first draft conspiracy we're going to talk about is the Cleveland Cavaliers and their draft luck after LeBron James left. So, quick timeline. In 2003, they draft LeBron James. Obviously, generational talent. We knew he was going to be good as soon as he got into the league. Brasilia's rolling her eyes. I agree. (laughs) But now they need to draft well to cement their team with their new superstar. Did they do that? No. Negative. Yeah, they kind of failed to surround LeBron with the talent he needed, and that led to the infamous decision to leave for the Heat. Mm -hmm. LeBron complaining about people around him not, like, supporting his superstar level of play? (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Are you sure? Did you guys... Emma, producer Emma, did you fact check this? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I did. I put together some of the research for this episode. No big deal. Emma was busy um, graduating college, and so I had to do some copying and pasting. Congrats <laughs> to Emma. in the book. Yes, congrats, congrats Emma. Emma. <laughs> congrats, Emma. So LeBron leaves for the heat. Uh, Cavs are terrible. 
2011, 2013, and 2014, they land the number one pick each of those years. Something kind of fishy already is that in 2011, they had a 2.8% chance of landing the number one pick, and they did. In 2013, they had a 15.6% chance, so, you know, quite a bit higher. And then in 2014, they had a 1.7% chance of landing that number one pick. So, overall, the odds of them landing those picks every, uh, getting the number one pick for all those years was 1,493 to 1. And I'm no math expert, but that seems like not good odds. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> those are crazy odds. Whoever <laughs> placed a bet on that, I don't know why they would have, uh, made out pretty good. Right. I mean, unless it was rigged or something, you know? Whoa. Brazilian, no. That. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Could it rigged? Well, let's think yeah. about it. Let's look at who were they drafted just to see if the NBA might have rigged this in their favor. So in 2011... Okay. They draft a little guy named Kyrie Irving. They also drafted Tristan oh. Thompson that year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those are two interesting. Two names that um, <laughs> absolutely come up two. later on when the Cavs start going back to the finals. Right. Two household names, too, I would say, mm. in many yeah. ways. Interesting. For different reasons, probably. Yes. Yeah. We have an entire episode on Kyrie Irving already and Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Loves to cheat on pregnant women. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he does. Notorious for that. These Ugh. are things we know. Just stating the facts. Yeah, which is unfortunate. This isn't even. This isn't even like slander. This is just spa- facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know, our producer Emma fact checked us on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. In 2013, which is when they had like the highest chance, they actually had that 15.6 percent chance. They got the number one pick and drafted Anthony Bennett, which is like. Who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Literally who? And then in 2014, they used their number one pick to draft Andrew Wiggins and then trade that Andrew Wiggins. They trade that Andrew Wiggins to the Wolves (laughs) for Kevin Love. And then Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and Tristan Thompson become like those three core players that are surrounded by LeBron James when he decides to come back. And they forgot Kevin Love in a cupboard in Cleveland, and he's still there. He came out all dusty and angry, and he's like, somebody get me out of here. You don't hear about <laughs> Kevin Love anymore. Like, I'm just imagining a, little, imagining a little Kevin Love just locked in the cupboard in Cleveland. Just somebody yeah. get me out of here. He's trapped. He's stuck. Alex, look at the chat. Look where yes, Kevin Love I went know. to high school. I know he went to Lake Oswego High School. Trust me. Okay. Yes, producer Emma just let us know or reminded um, us that he went to Lake Oswego High School. That's why a lot of people have said, come back home, Kevin Love. And it's come back home oh. to where? People from Lake Oswego aren't from Portland. <laughs> Honey, sweetie, no. They're from Lake Oswego, <laughs> for sure. So, like, the he's like, talked about coming on home. And it's like, he's probably like a, he's probably like a voodoo donut Portland City Grill Portlander. Only Portlanders okay. will understand what that means. So, poor Kevin Love this- is still in Cleveland and he's trapped. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I feel like, because now that LeBron's gone, you don't hear about Cleveland anyway, but it was the drama for like two years that Kevin Love wanted out. So that's why I was completely serious when I was like, where is Kevin Love playing? Because I assumed that they had gotten him the fuck out of there by now, but that man is banging on the window, begging to be rescued. I mean, didn't you see he just like, he, there was a play recently that he just gave up on. And walked off the court. 
I'll be in honest, the middle of the play. Of the calves. That's <laughs> yeah. The only reason I saw it was because I was watching Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, he's drawing SOS in the sand, praying that a plane flies by. Oh my god! Yeah. No one's flying over. It's a no-fly yeah. zone. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to. Know. <laughs> yeah, and he's in a no-fly zone. So. <laughs> Poor oh. Kevin Love. He needs some help over there. Yeah, I know. Get Kevin Love some help. Yeah. He's been there so yeah. long, dude. Free Kevin Love. Free Hashtag Kevin free Love. Kevin Love. Oh free Kevin. God. Yeah. Maybe maybe the NBA needs to step in again and get Kevin Love some superstar draft picks. Because I have to assume that's what they were doing in these like early 2010 drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why the NBA seems to have a sweet spot for the Cavs, but maybe they realized that the Cavs were bad for long enough that they'd get moved or they'd get hashtag canceled. Hmm. hashtag cavaliers are over party um so they wanted to try to you know get them a new superstar which is what Kyrie Irving could have been so yeah yeah do you guys could have also been LeBron like yeah conspiring like he wanted to go back to you know his home team and he has all these connections talk to the commissioner rig the lottery to get all the star players and then Wow! All of a sudden, he comes back when there's good players on the Cavs. What are the ch- what are the chances? Brasilia! Wow. I'm loving this spice. That's <laughs> wow. a great you know. That's a great call. LeBron wants to go back. He wants to be the hometown hero, but he's not going to go play with a bunch of scrubs in Cleveland, Ohio. Absolutely so he conspired not. with the NBA to get a team Holy put together shit. so he could come back. Actually, mm-hmm. Mama Mia. Yeah, Mama Mia. That's <laughs> in a spicy conspiracy. I believe that before I believe that like the NBA independently interfered with Cleveland's draft odds. <laughs> right. Right. Hasn't like, Cleveland what? given up? Like they have the Browns. <laughs> They're yeah. like, Yikes. fuck man. We already have the Browns. Who cares what happens in, in with the Cavs, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, so, and that's crazy. And then LeBron turned off the air conditioning. Great point, Emma. Mm. LeBron's kind of like a common thread throughout all of these conspiracy theories. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the real conspiracy. LeBron gets what he wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he does, and and he makes sure that everyone knows about it, which is actually yeah. would actually maybe argue against the fact that he conspired behind someone's back because everything he does have to be has to be public facing. Even when he got injured the other day in the Lakers playoff game, there was a little kerfuffle on the court. And he came out from behind the kerfuffle to complain about his hurt arm visibly. So who's behind it when he hurt his arm? Then the fight happens. And then he emerges out of it to be like, ow, owie, He's guys. like, damn, the cameras are on? Like, pay yes. attention to me. Oh, my God. Ow. I'm hurt. I'm injured. Someone help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have Brasilia, another Warriors fan, on here. Not that Alex is like a LeBron lover by any means, but there's just like a special. <laughs> Sorry. Brasilia's you know, dancing about how much dance. she hates LeBron. <laughs> yeah. She does her little dancey dance. It's the oh. I hate LeBron shuffle. Just I don't hate nice. LeBron, but he is annoying as hell. I mean, I would say there's very few players in the NBA that I hate or that I yeah. think are like malicious people. One of them is Pat Beverly, but mm. it's definitely not like superstars. They're annoying to me. Their yeah. existence is annoying, but I don't hate them necessarily. Although LeBron is getting annoying as shit in his old age. Looking at the fact that he was drafted in 2003. Good God. Him and Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, the oldest dinosaurs on the court, which by the way, shout out Carmelo Anthony, go Blazers. We love you, Mello. 
when I was reading that, the 2003, like, really, like, obviously the whole thing with LeBron is that he's been in the NBA for a billion years, but 2003 <laughs> really puts it in perspective. Like, what was going on in the world? Right. I was like, how old was I? I don't even know. Like, we were and two I years was... out of this generation's moon landing if the moon landing was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Only real flagrant pod heads get that reference, which I will not repeat. <laughs> 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 Probably just donned my first Abercrombie and Fitch pair of leg warmers in 2003. Wow. I was yeah. uh, born at the end of 1996. How old was I in 2003? Uh, seven. Oh, Go- then I was nine. Okay, gonna I was turn nine. seven. So I was just about prime, to turn seven. Just Huge like LeBron. Year. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how old LeBron is. And actually, you know, the funny thing is that he's not even old. It's just that once you're 33 or 34 in the NBA, you might as well be dead. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite tweets where it's like, here comes this 32-year-old player, the <laughs> oldest person to ever live. Yeah. All right. So, Brasilia, I am extremely on board with this LeBron influence the league to get Cleveland draft picks so he could have his homecoming moment. Because what does LeBron love? A narrative. Show does. A narrative. He can't just be a superstar and he can't just like dominate the league and be exciting to watch. He has to have some thing to overcome or some injury or something. Three rims. (laughs) (laughs) My eye, my arm, my neck, my back. You can finish. You can finish that on your own, listeners. I'll let you guys fill in the blank there. Because we're going to move on to our next draft-fixing conspiracy. It isn't hard to imagine that LeBron could have had a hand in the Cavs' draft luck. But what other reasons would the NBA have for rigging a draft in a team's favor? To answer that question, we look to the Windy City to see how the promise of a homegrown superstar could have led the league to once again dip its toes in a pool of deceit. So, in 2008, the Chicago Bulls land Derrick Rose. So, leading up to this season, the Bulls aren't terrible. Obviously, they're not Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen great, but they aren't terrible. However, they are being faced with like a couple of tragic playoff exits and it's becoming clear that they need one more like superstar player to kind of push them over that hump Derek Rose is leading this draft class he's a Chicago native love that talk about narratives and he's kind of pushed himself as this number one draft pick the other two top draft picks that year Michael Beasley and OJ Mayo uh, top 10 all-time food names I guess yeah oj mayo wow yeah so (laughs) it's kind of those three and then derrick rose as you know they get close to the draft it's becoming clear he's going to be the number one pick the bulls have a 1.7 percent chance of landing the pick that got them derrick rose and they got it wow Hmm. what would be better you know there's a lot of talk now about like oh the nba is better when the knicks are good because the Knicks are starting to kind of get their act together a little bit. The NBA would always argue, I think, that they are better when the Bulls are good. What would be better for the NBA than, like, the Bulls having this homegrown star? We're kind of repeating history here. We're going to get them back to Michael Jordan era. 1.7% chance? That's a little sus. That's insane. That is 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that one. They got Pretty it. crazy. And, and didn't it pan out for them? Derek Rose. Hmm. Injury-free, successful. Uh, Unstoppable. <laughs> not controversial at all. Still not with the Bulls. Not injury-prone. Just, not wow, at all. incredible stuff by the Chicago not. Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Chicago, like you said, a nod back to the MJ era. Like, let's give this city something to talk about again. Something to cheer about. I mean, I wouldn't, especially after looking at the LeBron thing in Cleveland, like, I would not put it past them to have yeah. done this. Yeah. Right. right. I think gust. <laughs> there well cuz there are a couple different reasons why you might want to make sure a team gets a high draft pick. With Cleveland, it's either LeBron has his greasy little mitts all over it or the NBA recognizes if Cleveland doesn't get some players Cleveland's no longer going to be a basketball team. Obviously the Bulls are never going to leave Chicago like God willing knock on wood, but like such a storied franchise but in that case chicago is such a fun basketball city and such like a big market you want them to be good just like the nba wants the lakers to be good they want the knicks to be good they want the celtics to be good they want these big market teams to thrive and survive and what better way to do that than with a homegrown star that's true i mean i guess i was thinking like wouldn't they want a smaller market team to have something to cheer about but the truth Mm -hmm. is bigger market teams that have multiple sports teams Mm -hmm. they are while they are fiercely loyal because cities like boston make their entire personalities about their sports teams they also are very quick to be like fuck you to their own teams if they're not performing well whereas a small market team like for example portland we will love them no matter what so it actually it wouldn't give them a boost maybe yeah. to help a small market team, which seems yeah. so counterintuitive. Yeah. Like yeah. all the wolves fans I know are like obsessed with the wolves. The wolves yes. are bad. It no. doesn't matter. They get all the love. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are like calling for Steve Kerr's head right now because <laughs> Steph Curry single-handedly lifted an entire team almost to the playoffs. <laughs> That's literally what Damian Lillard does like every season. Yeah. I mean, not, completely single-handedly but we've had so many injuries like in the last two or three years that it's like yeah dame has to do it and then people are mad at terry stotts now so yeah Yeah. and you know what chicago is a great like i lived in chicago obviously i'm going back to chicago it's still a great basketball city like people still support bulls it's like as we all know the bulls are so good now they're uh they play tonight right it's the nba playoffs it sure is yeah they're in it they made it (laughs) They did it, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so good. Let- That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, I wonder, like, I mean, of all the things that we're talking about, obviously, the next episode, we're going to talk about the a big- draft fixin' that maybe actually did pan out for a certain team. Oh, for Is it what I think? I don't know. I'm not going to say it. It has to do Save with it. a very cold piece of paper. Very, oh, yep. It is that very one. Cool. <laughs> and we're going to do the whole thing. In- this is a in accents giving me chills <laughs> the whole thing in accents yeah oh my god okay i'll practice yes. oh, you better start practicing we're calling a timeout to bring you an important announcement hi i'm bethany mother of six pta president and proud ambassador of rise oat milk latte nitro cold brew coffee in a can 
When I'm facing an excruciating day of drop-offs, errands, and catty soccer moms telling me my brownies are too dry, I grab my Rise Oat Milk Latte Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in a can, lace up my sneakers, and get to work. With Rise Oat Milk Latte Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in a can, I feel empowered to take the high road when Kristen from Mom's Group criticizes how much I let my kids watch TV. On a normal day, I'd call her an uptight wench who will die alone. But with Rise by my side, I have the power to bite my tongue until I can go home and unload my problems on my half-listening husband. And if one of my kids throws a tantrum because I didn't cut the crust off their sandwich, I know that I'll be able to handle the situation without punching them in their precious little face. With Rise Oat Milk Latte Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in a can, there's no problem I can't push deep, deep down inside until I reach my breaking point. Thank you, Rise. What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently I've never been in a podcast ad before, but apparently sometimes I don't drink booby beer because I'm a kid. And apparently sometimes my, my grandpa likes to drink booby beer when he watches the Powerball. And apparently booby beer apparently has Pilsner's lagers, IPAs, and apparently it's brewed in Astoria, Oregon. Apparently, I've never been to Astoria, but apparently I've never ever been in a podcast commercial before, and it's great. And apparently my grandpa likes to drink buoy beer because apparently it's the best beer. And when he ran out of buoy beer, I was scared half to death. Buoy beer, uh, apparently, uh, yeah, buoy. Start warming up because it's time to get back into the pod. Brasilia, I love that you're just sipping on Mike's heart right now. <laughs> I was like, that's what that is. And then I thought to myself, no, there's no way she's drinking a Mike's heart lemonade in her closet. But she is. <laughs> we have to remember, Sierra, it's two for us, but it's much later for Brasilia. Oh, it's yes. literally five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh, my God. You do yeah. you, Brasilia. Thank you. Thanks. No, I said earlier, I you gotta. You, sometimes you have to drink a Mike's Hard Lemonade on the podcast. It yeah, happens. I just recently learned that Mike's Hard Lemonade is actually the company that owns White Claw. I did not know where White Claw oh, came from. It really? comes from the them. Mike's Hard Lem- Lemonade um, conglomerate it came franchise. Straight out of a sorority. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Rigging a draft isn't just for big market teams, though. If a franchise was knocking on death's door. Would the league jump in to save them with a draft pick that promised a generational talent? Hmm. Why don't we ask the Pelicans what they think about it? We have another NBA conspiracy that centers around getting a middling franchise a star. So we're going to talk about Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Around the time Anthony Davis gets drafted, and before that, the Pelicans are going through it a little bit. They have to relocate to OKC temporarily after Hurricane Katrina. Their owner sells them amid controversy in 2010. And then while the NBA is controlling the team, they trade Chris Paul to the Clippers. And that's that's a whole nother conspiracy. Maybe we cover that another day. But Pelicans don't have a lot going for them. Major like bad news bears energy. <laughs> We're like, it's just over and over. The hits keep coming. But then Tom Benson is brought in and rebrands the team as the Pelicans. You know, they had a couple different 
I get very confused with like the Pelicans, Bobcats, Hornets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have an interesting history. It it's that southeast go... area that's kind of blurry to me. Yeah. 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 And they just keep like trading names <laughs> as if it's like Pokemon cards. <laughs> nice Pokemon card mention. Yeah. I, They're I, back I, now. Are they back? I was not a Pokemon kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was a Pokemon either. kid. I think it was a little bit before your guys' time, but I collected the cards and now they're back. People are playing them because of the pandemic. Like, not Pokemon Go, but actual cards. So, like, I found my book of cards because I was gifted a bunch of them from my uncle who works for Nintendo. And, like, I was like, oh, I'm selling these fuckers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Make that money, sis. The Beanie Babies didn't really work out for me. So, this is a. Yeah, the 1400 Beanie Babies shoved in your uh, hall closet. Yeah. collecting dust <laughs> you don't know my life <laughs> do not open that closet unless you want to be bo- uh, buried under a pile of <laughs> decrepit beanie babies wow. they're in pristine condition many of them in boxes please go on <laughs> <laughs> so the pelicans are now the pelicans and they need a new star anthony davis seems like a great candidate for that he's coming out of kentucky super hyped has a unibrow we all love it New Orleans had only the fourth best odds to get the pick that secured them. Anthony Davis, 13.7% chance. Turns out that was good enough. And they wow. got Anthony Davis. And then hmm, did they do a good job drafting people and trading to get put stars around him to ensure success? I can't remember. Hmm. <laughs> Alex, that was, that was good. so good. Thank you. Yeah. That was like impressive. I'm a little starstruck. Yeah. Oh can you record that on the side, you know, so we can yeah. like use, use it, it over and over? I want to be able to play that <laughs> someday in the future when we like record in a studio and we have like, we can all sit together and actually do a podcast. I'd like to have a little soundboard. Um, the dream. That of our sounds, of not our of sounds, generic yeah. ones. No, 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 no. Oh my uh, God! Our Sarah, sounds, this is the inside dream. jokes, the Kid Nation theme song, <sighs> which we still don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, the Kid Nation theme song is a collection of the wails of children. We can make a Kid Nation theme song. We know enough about music. We should. Oh my God! Well, actually, what we need to do is just watch it. So we need to stop fucking talking about it and watch and actually it. do something about it. God, be about it. Be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yes. Um, Invest in Kid Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what were you going to say, Brasilia? Something on topic, maybe? Um, Probably, (laughs) but I don't remember now. Oh, shit. Something about about Anthony Davis um, being just the unibrow that the Pelicans needed to hoist them into startup. Were the Pelicans... Was Chris Paul already on the team? Or that was after? He, uh, He had already been... Uh, skadoodled over to the Traders. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and that's, that's when, like, why. he wanted to go to the Lakers and they were like, no. And, um, <laughs> yeah. He got sent. And that's when the, that was when the NBA, like, controlled the, the Pelicans. Yeah. So I, I'm almost inclined to think they don't want the Pelicans to succeed, but I guess they get a new owner in Tom Benson. And maybe at that point they were like, okay, you guys get one chance. <laughs> And then Here's gonna, one really tall guy. If you yeah. fuck this up, we don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, if you fuck this up, then, you know, in 2019, you get another chance with another really big guy. <laughs> big in a different Honestly, way. Honestly, this is exactly how my high school worked. Like, 
our men's basketball team kind of blew. And then this seven foot two, 17 year old kid moved to our town. You went to high school with someone who was seven two? I mean, yeah, he was like there, I guess, but I could never see him. He just like <laughs> loomed over us in the hallway. Like he just passed us floating his head, by. His head was obscured by the clouds. <laughs> yes. It was like a cartoon where you never really saw his face. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter. It was up there somewhere. Yeah. But like that was like the band-aid. But they're like, well, if you have a guy who's seven foot two, like you can't lose. And I feel like a lot of teams treat their big guys like that. Like, here you go. Here's Bull Bull. Like this is a sure thing. You know what I mean? It's Thank you like- for bringing up Bull Bull. <laughs> I Your love favorite. Bull Bull. He's my favorite in the sense that I wish I was built exactly like him. Really? I love I love watching him move. I think it's so insane yeah. looking to watch somebody that tall and like that stretched out. That stretched <laughs> out. Just like interact with the world. It is pretty crazy. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like when you see a giraffe run up close. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's it's insane because their legs are so long. And it's like, they look like they're moving slow, but they're moving so fast on the court. And I just like, how funny would it be to be seven foot two? That's a lifelong bit that you have to commit to. You're Is seven that why two? you want it? Like you're, you're six two, for life. two, right? Yeah. If I had like another foot, it'd be funny. If I had so you'd have three, three feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I see what Stop you did there. <laughs> It's written down in the doc that I make the three feet joke and you say how funny it is. Yeah. Emma's in the chat saying that I've always said I wish I could be taller. And that's true. I do say that if I had to choose between growing two inches or losing two inches, I'd choose six, four over six feet. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, baby. I mean, that makes sense. You just want to be like even more special and unique. And as as a woman grows, you know, inch by inch, she does become more unique. I mean, how tall is Liz Cambage? Six eight, tall motherfucker. That's so cool. That is so cool. I love her so much. Yeah, (laughs) can't believe she got that coach fined and suspended. She went off. Don't talk about me, bitch. And then big body, big bins, baby. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the whole IG story was so good. She's a great follow for anybody listening to the pod who does not follow Liz Cambage. Uh, She's E Cambage on IG. Definitely follow her. It's always a good time. If you're going to follow people because you want to see good content and you're not just like a fan, Liz is, Liz is That's the, one. the one. Liz mm-hmm. and like Sydney Coulson. Friend, oh, of, yes. friend the, of the pod. Hell friend of the pod. They're, Sid's hilarious. And then Liz is like, if you need a quick scary. motivational video to make you angry and excited to be and a, a woman, little scared and a little That's scared of yourself and her, yeah. then mm-hmm. that's the one. Scared of your own yes. power. Yes. Right. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, that you wish you were a baller. You wish you were a little oh, bit Oh, yeah, you taller. wish you were a baller. Yeah, I do wish yeah. I was a little bit taller. You wish you had three feet so you could run, I don't know, like one of those cartoon characters whose feet turn into wheels when they run really fast? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, want the, I want the roadrunner action where I, right. I run off a cliff and I just like hover in midair for a little bit. You can't see the feet. <laughs> and then I look at the camera and I go, uh oh. Uh oh. And then your body drops before your head does. Yeah. And then you, yeah. yeah. Got it. And that's why I would like to have three feet. <laughs> it all comes circling back. And scene. It's a great reason. Thank you. So, 
in terms of the Anthony Davis draft fixing, I could definitely see the NBA being like, uh oh, maybe we made a little mistakey getting rid of, you know, their the Pelicans star player. Maybe they thought the the Pelicans were gonna fold at this point. Um, but then they get a new owner and it's like, uh oh, uh uh they're not gonna have any fans because everyone in New Orleans loves football. And why would you root for a terrible basketball team that just got here? So Hmm. they get Anthony Davis and then nothing happens with that. (laughs) They're like a perennial, like eight seed, I think in his time, like were they ever really higher than like a seven or an eight seed when Anthony Davis was on the team? Uh, That's a great question. Beat our asses in the playoffs in what? 2017 or 18. Oh, then yes. Am I right on that? I don't know. I block a lot of our playoff moments out of <laughs> out of my mind. Yeah. Um, but I believe they did. Relatable. Us. Yeah. Yeah. I have some black holes in my Swiss cheese brain. Same. But then Anthony Davis famously leaves, and I guess the Pelicans didn't really need any help um, having the draft pick to get Zion because they were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. They were bad. They were bad. Now they've got some good players, though. I I am one of those people. I, like, root for the underdog teams. And so, like, unless they become so good that they start challenging the Warriors. But I would love for the Pelicans to, like, be good. Question mark? Yeah. One time for the one time. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that city again. deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. The city seems pretty cool. And honestly, like, I don't know. Zion is really fun to watch. He really is like there's a lot of hype around him and I don't know why I'm just annoying in that I don't like being excited about the same things other people are excited about. I like reject stuff like that. (laughs) But then eventually I like hop onto it later, you know, things like Harry Potter or whatever. But with Zion, it's like, okay, yeah, no, he's fucking incredible to watch. Like he doesn't make sense that he can do everything. He seems like a nice kid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he does. He's like kind of like Shaq in his early years or yeah. like if Shaq were just a little bit more yeah. athletic but yeah yeah, Pelicans man I mean I can't believe Anthony Davis literally had to wait almost a decade to be on a winning team yeah that's alright I'm just glad the Blazers didn't win a bubble season that I wasn't allowed to go to any of the games like I would have died yeah so. that would have been that a been. major bummer mm-hmm. thankfully we'll win this year and I'll have to yeah. go to the game I'm rooting for the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah. Now that the, I am. Now that the Warriors aren't in it, I mean, who else oh, would sweet. I root for? Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I love are, Dame. Yeah. I love Dame. Oakland yeah. native. God. Exactly. It's very true. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah. Blair, Blazer and Mello. Like, what? They have great players yeah. on the team. Come on. I know. Yeah. It's kind of surreal that Mello's plays for the Blazers, honestly. Yeah. Mello. What Hello. the fuck? Again, like we Mello. just talked about, he's he's same draft class as LeBron James. So the fact that he's playing is like a feat of the it's so funny human too body, that people talk about Melo like he is wheeling himself onto the court every night, and LeBron is just like, <laughs> yeah, crazy right. LeBron's so good. And also, is Melo okay? Someone should put him in a put him in a home. Like, I think part of it has to do with the fact that Melo was like kind of depressed and like not really about being on the Knicks so like he just wasn't yeah. giving it everything he's a little like Meh. but now he's yeah. like alive again it's like it's not because he's finally good or anything but he did lose weight and stuff so anyways this isn't a Blazers podcast I'm just excited go Blazers <laughs> it can be a Blazers podcast it can be whatever you want it to be podcast can be anything these days 
All right, you guys. So that those were our three uh, conspiracy theories that I wanted to cover in this episode. Obviously, we are going to save the 1985 frozen envelope conspiracy for the next episode because that really deserves all of our time and attention um or at least like all the time and attention we could possibly give it on a podcast in which we have so many <laughs> other topics to cover right like teenage mutant ninja turtles and kid nation and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah now it's time for everybody's favorite game crime or, or conspiracy. conspiracy. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, that belongs in the crime or conspiracy theme song because Ashton is on the podcast almost every week and she still does not know how it works. She's like, wait, so if I believe that it happened, is that a conspiracy? He's like, no. Okay. So what we do, Brasilia, is at the end of every episode, we call we either say and it's individually so don't let us peer pressure you you say whether you think it the thing we were talking about was a crime it actually happened or it was a conspiracy and it's just something fun that we talk about but you know nothing weird is going on here there's nothing behind the curtain don't look okay so we can actually we i guess technically we have three here so let's go through um the first one uh the first conspiracy of course we covered the cavaliers draft luck and the fact that the NBA maybe reached their hand in to get them some superstars. Brasilia, as our first time podcast, you can go first if you'd like. Oh my gosh, the pressure is on. Hmm. Crime or conspiracy? There is no wrong answer here. Yeah. I'm going to say sure. that one was a crime as fuck. Crime mm-hmm. as fuck. Crime <laughs> as, crime as fuck. fuck. Alex your yeah, your onion I mean, on the situation honestly my onion before this was probably still gonna be that it was a crime but now after brasilia pointed out that very important fact that lebron was probably involved and that paired with the fact that overall there was like a 1493 to one chance that that would have <laughs> happened at all it was definitely a crime the nba and lebron conspired together against every other nba team to make this shit happen yeah. And it didn't even pan out. We won a championship. Yeah. It didn't really pan out. <laughs> it only kind of did one year, <laughs> one season. Um, I'm going to go. Very we're going to make it three for three, bat and a thou here. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, we're switching sports. Definitely a crime. And I would have said it was a crime, but I agree with Alex that when Brasilia, as soon as you brought up the fact that LeBron probably orchestrated this so that he could go back and be the hero, that reeks of LeBron James. Absolutely. Um, dramatic effect. It smells like Taco Tuesday to me. Shit. Yeah. Do you smell that? <laughs> yeah. Emma's saying galaxy brain take Brasilia. And that really was. We were here operating on like this very low level. And Brasilia came in and she elevated us. <laughs> Checkers versus 3D chess kind of right, kind of vibes. Right, 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 you right. know, you know. Always and I'm just... playing Go Fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just gotta, we just want to, you know, we want to talk about the real LeBron James that people don't talk about. Yeah, you know? right. The LeBron James that would do anything for a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Just pathetic. Let's snake back. 
uh, Chicago Bulls land their home stars, hometown star in 2008. Um, for this one, I'm also going to go crime. I think a 1.7% chance of landing a kid who's supposed to be like a generational talent and also happened to be from Chicago and happened to be the missing piece they need to get over the playoff hump. Mm-mm. Stinky, stinky, stinky crime. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Rizalia? Um, yeah, I think that one's tough, but I think I will also go with crime just because the chances were so slim and he was the MVP that year, you know, yeah. MVP Derek Rose was unstoppable. So how did that happen? I don't know. It was a crime. It was a crime. It was manufactured. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he was from Chicago is like, God, it's just dripping of like syrupy, sweet story bullshit that like there's no way that accidentally happened. Be a little more obvious. It's disgusting if you ask me, to be honest. <laughs> Crime. Crime. Oh, Crime. nice. Three for three on that one, too. All right. Final one. Anthony Davis um, going, being drafted to uh, the Pelicans. I'm going to go for this one conspiracy and here's why they completely the pelicans completely choked on doing anything meaningful with anthony davis i suppose like getting to the playoffs when you have a history of being that bad is good but other than that he's not even on the team anymore yeah i think if the nba really had like a vested interest in making sure the pelicans were going to be good with anthony davis they wouldn't have they would have done something about it and we'd be talking about the pelicans in like the western conference finals alex and brasilia thoughts yeah uh, you know i'm gonna say this is a crime i'm going to say that this was intentional they did bring anthony davis because here's what happens this happened to the blazers when they picked greg odin as the number one overall pick and greg odin was a fucking bust but what was he tall Ugh. okay you interesting can't teach tall he looked interesting same with anthony davis people are enamored by the way that they look so they're like we got to bring this guy to portland we got to like re-energize this team this city needs some someone that we can put our faith into and it doesn't always work out but i think that's what they did with anthony davis because that's what we did with greg Houghton. and look what happened look what happened <laughs> I don't know about this one. I mean, they literally, the Pelicans had no idea what to do with AD. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I'm going to just say conspiracy because okay. no true crime was committed, in my opinion, because nothing happened fair. after that. That mm -hmm. is really fair. All right. Yeah, poor AD. Yeah. I'm fine being the outlier here. All right. It's a personal yeah. thing. Natural contrarian <laughs> Alex Haig. Sorry about it. <laughs> I'm just here to stir things up. Yeah. Just here to make everybody think a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> allow me to play devil's advocate for a moment. Good Lord. All right. Do you guys have any final thoughts about this, about any of these draft fixing conspiracies? I want to know how many people are involved in this. Because, mm -hmm. like, every time you think about conspiracies, you think about, like, how many people need to know what's going on to make it happen versus how many people who might know about it and could ruin it and like expose yeah. everybody. That's why it's always hard for me to believe that any conspiracies are real. Cause I think so many people talk so much 
that this information would have to get out yeah by someone that's like no fuck this like people have to know but how does that never happen well i mean one of the ways is that adam's at this point adam silver is definitely using his like alien mind control powers (laughs) right yeah (laughs) to make sure he's got one of those helmets with the zappers on it yeah somebody somebody's like whispering they're like and he looks at them he's like and they kind of freeze yeah yeah and he he sucks the information out of them wow that's what happens and that's what happens holy crap yeah do we have to vote on whether or not that's a crime or conspiracy (laughs) we'll save it we'll save it for another episode crime or conspiracy adam silver is a mind control alien yeah yeah i'm just saying if we're gonna like do this podcast we have to like we need to come up with some code words for if one of us gets captured or like, how are we going to find each other? Because if we're the only ones talking about this and getting the word out, there's a good chance that one of us will go missing. And I think we need to be prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. Flagrant fam, tweet us what you think our safe word should be in case one of us (laughs) is being controlled by Adam Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Something Something that none of us would ever say normally. So, you know, it's like a cry for help. Right. Yeah. yeah. Has to be real off brand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the brand is strong. So hopefully yeah. people come up with some good answers. Yeah. 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 Also, money talks. So, Adam Silver, if you're listening, <laughs> slide us a couple mil. And yeah. that's true. I have, I this. can be bought. We might just change podcast topics altogether real quick. Right. A real quick pivot. Yeah. We wouldn't care. Okay. I just want to say, Adam, I'm not above selling out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy as one, two, three million. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. We're going to make Brazilian air over here is going <laughs> to gonna get us a contract with adam silver oh my god i love that that's yeah. our new name it's not the business business it's brazilian brazilian air the business business oh my god wow. bbb that's yeah. amazing oh, Lord. brazilian butt lift <laughs> shit <laughs> i'm gonna cry yeah i don't know i'm oh. just like i mean if you know if they're gonna keep fixing drafts <laughs> show the warriors some love sometimes yeah yeah, hopefully is like I'm fine with the cheating. Just can I benefit from it? Yes. <laughs> in that sense, you are doing a great job filling in for Ashton because one thing we know about Ashton is that she will cheat to win, and she's not, <laughs> and she'll admit it on the podcast. Absolutely. She has admitted it. Yeah. Oh, Ashton. Lord. I would like to say that this is one of two episodes, but it's also this is the first of the last two episodes that we'll be doing before I get my tonsils out. Oh, my God. Um, And so this is just a little call to Flagrant Pod listeners. You better start listening to the podcast because after this, I don't know what I'm going to sound like. What if they snip my vocal cords? Oh, my God. Oh, God. This is so scary. We've talked about this. We actually, as a group, talked about whether or not this was the best decision for Sierra. Yeah. I leave my medical decisions up to the Flagrant team. It is in her contract. And what we decided was we figured that the risk was probably worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if she doesn't have a voice, obviously that's going to make the podcast really hard for her to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, everyone pray for Sierra. Yeah. Send a prayer up or two or three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put my Venmo on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Send a couple dollars. Send me some prayers. Yeah. And also light your saint candles because. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you must. Yeah. As per usual. All right. Speaking of Twitter, um, Brasilia, you go first. Where can people find you online? You can do Twitter, you can do Instagram, or if you don't want to do anything at all. I'm on Instagram at underscore underscore Brasilia and on Twitter at Brasilia. Wow. And that's it's as, it's that's as simple it? as just my first name. 
That's oh, I thought it was like Brazilia M or something. I need to like get to know your name. You know, is it? It might be. <laughs> you know, just Brazilia is like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know what? I guess maybe I should be more involved in Twitter. And we're like, eh, I don't worry about it. But I mean, it's like, yeah, Brazilia underscore M. M. Oh, okay. Ah. okay. <laughs> There's an M in there. The M is for money, bitch. <laughs> oh, Brazilia, yeah. run me my money. Brazilia M, name, baby, but... and the M is for money. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, soon to, soon to, my Twitter name is soon to change to Brazilianaire, so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Good. I love it so much. <laughs> Alex, where can people find you on Twitter? On Twitter, uh, at Al Hicks, O W L H I X. You guys probably already knew that by now, though. Yeah. Keep spelling it out. At this point, Everyone's like, why? It's how my dad says Alex. What? If that Is helps that you. Real? Your dad calls you Alex? Al Hicks. Alex. Yeah, he's called me Al Hicks since I was a kid. So that's like my username. Oh, that's cute. That, I feel like that helps that people understand cute. what that even means. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. I thought you had a thing for owls. That's what a lot of people think. No, like even though that was thing. really cool in like 2013 Ooh. to like owls, I never hopped on that train. <laughs> yeah. Everyone had owl stuff, like all the nerdy yeah, smart with the girls big, with the big giant eyes. glasses. Yeah, all the Zoe Deschanel's at my school loved owls. Yeah, not me. Sierra, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh boy, you can find me at Sierra Mountains. It's C I A R A, like the singer. Mountains, like the geological formation. Wow. Yeah. Or you can follow us at Flagrant Mag. We're doing stuff. We're talking, we're talking hoops, b-ball. We talk a lot about WNBA on our uh, Twitter. I know we don't talk about it here because there aren't as many conspiracy theories for a league that's only 25 years old, but follow us. We'll get there. We're chit-chatting and join our Patreon. We recently launched our discord server because we hit 50 Patreons or whatever it was. And it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It is. It goes down. <laughs> Everyone in, the in there is really fun. Yeah, yeah, it really does. We somehow <laughs> got like a good. Uh, I mean, not somehow. Obviously, anyone who likes us is super cool and fun. But we got a really good collection of people in there, and we just we talk about basketball. We do fit checks. Hell our yeah. intern, our intern Jeff, who we turned into a robot, rates everybody <laughs> by hotness and coolness. And I'm currently in third place. Ooh, oh, third God. place! What the hell? I guess I'm not Dude. hot enough yet. Yeah. <sighs> I'm Ash like so competitive first. that I want to keep leveling up and get number one. No, so me and bad. that's why me and Bethany were hanging out in the voice chat uh, the other day. You get because, points for that because as you're in there, it levels oh. you up because the level is just based on like interaction and how hot you are. So Bethany and I were just like hanging out there. Her <laughs> internet's cutting out; could not hear her, and we were just vibing, yeah. leveling up. Uh, typical oh, Bethany. We were raising our <laughs> vibrations together. <laughs> But it's so yeah, one. if that's not an ad to join our Patreon, uh, I don't know what is. Yeah, we talk about basketball. It's it's fun to be like in a in a low stakes group chat with people who just love basketball. We talk about the WNBA. We talk about NBA. Mm-hmm. We say good morning and shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it light. Watch yeah. parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We bully. We bully Ashton and Bethany and Alex. We bully Jeff yeah. more. We bully Jeff I would a say. lot. <laughs> It's the Brazilia best bullying, Jeff, you can't say anything. <laughs> yes, Brazilia exactly. mostly escapes the bullying. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know what you say to somebody yeah. who's just, like, nice. I think it's because Brasilia talks the least amount of shit to us. Yeah. So, like, why would we talk shit to her? Yeah. But, like, people who are, like, talking more shit, we're like, oh, okay. So now you're a target. <laughs> Brasilia's smart. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to even open yeah. this can. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> shit, All right. You start talking shit. 
Yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> it's might honestly, up if you do. <laughs> sure, sure, you you take a lot of it back, but it is fun to be mean. Oh, it is. I agree. It is. Yeah, bullying is underrated. It is. Good point, Alex. <laughs> all right, but if you want to be a part of our extremely toxic Discord server, all you have to do is follow us or subscribe to us on Patreon. We put out bonus footage of the podcast where you can see some of our bloopers. We do screenshots of our flagrant mag group chat, which is quite fun. We go a little crazy in there too. Um, and there's lots of other stuff, discounts, lots of fun things. And also, of course, as always, tweet us your conspiracy theories and what you think about draft fixing in general at Flagrant Mag. We want to hear from you. Um, and also, like and review us. We're rocking a nice five-star average on Apple Pods right now, which is nice. But the reviews of our podcast on Apple Pod, so funny. <laughs> They're so good. Every like single one of them is so funny. Our our listeners are very funny. So yeah. if you're a funny listener, definitely leave us a review because we love to read them. And then we're also posting them. So yeah. if you want, if you like attention and being funny, yeah, um, I can't relate to that. But if you like doing that, then go ahead and yeah. leave us a review. Yeah, we kind of fly low key. But if you want to, if you want to step into the spotlight for a sec, it also helps us because once you get enough like reviews and listeners and subscribers on Apple Podcasts, I'll actually start featuring you and stuff. And how neat and cool would that be? Neat, cool, fun. Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a triple threat. All right. <laughs> it was nice chit chat with you guys. Thanks for joining me. Brasilia. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It was so Thank fun. Thank you. It was so Brazilianaire. fun. Brazilianaire. Brazilianaire. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It seems like rigging the draft might just be the name of the game in the NBA. After all, the proof is in the picks, as they say. However, major parts of this mystery still remain undiscussed. Join us in the next episode of The Flagrant Files, where we'll be tackling the granddaddy of all NBA draft conspiracies, the night of the frozen envelope. Flagrant Pod is brought to you by the team that brings you Flagrant Mag. You can read more about our print magazine on any of our social media channels or at flagrantmag.com. This podcast is produced by Emma Waitman, who you can find on Twitter at Emma Waitwoman. Music for the episode was created by Janet Blackwell and John Masensky. You can find Janet at Janet M. Blackwell and John at B.LakeMusic on Instagram. <laughs>